0: Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burragoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Let's pray, church. Oh, Father, great is your faithfulness. You never fail us. You never let us go. Your love pursues us. You strengthen us. You give us a hope and a future. And Lord, in your amazing love, your mercy and your grace, we come before you to hear your word. So Lord, speak to us for your children are listening. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. 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 Let me add my welcome. Welcome, everyone. It is so good to be here this morning. And if uh, children, if you have not picked up an activity sheet, please come and grab an activity sheet. Uh, parents I love the children here remember I'm a youth pastor I can handle children right when they're looking at their phones little noises does not matter to me at all at all they are so welcome and they should be in here as well with us so so yes children welcome everyone online welcome Welcome and thank you, Mia and the team, for leading us into this space to hear God's Word this morning. And thank you to all our volunteers. I know we had some technical difficulties with the online stuff, but that's all right. That's all right. We are here. And I know God's got you there as well. So, you know, as I was gathering, or as I was getting ready this morning, I thought, you know what, I might just lift, raise my hair like Pastor Jonathan Anthony and you know have it up but then i realize i don't have as much hair as he does and i couldn't do that um, maybe i lost them over the years that i was in youth ministry i don't know a bit more gray hairs have come in but looking around the room i am in great company i am in great company yeah oh, some of you got it some of you got it. i am in great company Well, so we continue with our series, Go Deeper Into Jesus. Today, I'm talking on the theme of insecurity. We all have it, right? Insecurity. So let's begin with a definition. Being uncertain or anxious about oneself, simply a lack of confidence or the state of being open to danger or threat, a lack of protection. So I think it would be fair for us to say that our lack of confidence because of uncertainty or anxiousness or the lack of protection because we find ourselves open or vulnerable to whatever threat manifests as insecurities in our lives because of fear, because of fear. The fear of uncertainty, the fear of vulnerability brought on by the standards set by the people that we interact with our friends, our family, our peers. And then there's the social expectations, whether they may be legitimate or perceived, it brings fear and hence our insecurities. See, when we begin to compare ourselves to others and feel less than, when we fall short of those standards and expectations, fear sets in And insecurities are born. And I know that uh, I agree with you that this is a very simple view of a very complex matter. And I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but what I am saying is that our fears lead to our insecurities. And there are so many factors which feed into our fears as well. So for today, let's have a look at a person named Zacchaeus who had an amazing encounter with Jesus and what this means for us today, how we can apply this encounter in our lives as we look at some of these things about insecurities. So to set the scene, Jesus is making his way to Jerusalem, uh, passing through Jericho when this encounter takes place. Jericho was a very important town. It lay in the Jordan Valley and was accessible from all directions east, west, north, south. it was, it was accessible. This enabled the city to fl- flourish in trade. It was a great tra- trade route. And historically, they also produced a very sought-after balsam. And all this combined, combined made Jericho a very wealthy place and one of the greatest commercial centres of Palestine at the time. Now, Zacchaeus was a man who had reached, even though he was short, he reached the top of his profession. He was the chief tax collector. But this made him the most hated man in the district, in the town. For he collected taxes from the Jews and gave it to the Romans. But all this changed when Zacchaeus encounters Jesus. So our scripture reading for today is from Luke chapter 19. So if you've got your phones, devices, apps, or even good old hard copy Bible, I would like you to find it in your, whatever you've got there, because I would like you to follow through as we go through our message this morning, and it gives me a time to have a sip as well. All right, it's there on the screen. Let's read together. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus, who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of, a, son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. The ones who are lost from God, the ones who are separated from God, Jesus came to seek and to save. Now, if you take only one thing away from today's message, I pray that it's that. That Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Those of us who are separated from God, Jesus came to seek and to save. But let's go a little bit deeper into God's Word and see how this encounter transforms the life and the person of Zacchaeus. And as we delve into this narrative, firstly, we come to realize things about our fears. And this is what we know about Zacchaeus, that he was a little man, and some translation describe him as small in stature. As a chief collector, he would have had tax collectors under him. And as we know, tax collected collected a bit more than what they were supposed to. And as chief collector, he was very wealthy. He was very wealthy. But he was but he was a lonely and a hated man. And he would and I wouldn't be stretching it to say that people avoided him. Almost everybody in town avoided Zacchaeus. For even though he had great wealth, he was despised, he was a social outcast, he was unloved. Now, can you imagine Zacchaeus, a despised, hated, small man going into a crowd who do not like him? He knows that people hate him and given the opportunity, they would love to bring him harm. I wonder if we have anyone like that in our, in our hearts. But this day, even though he has his fears, he ventures out. Even though he does not have any form of protection, he ventures out to get a glimpse of Jesus. Something had piqued his curiosity and moved him to seek Jesus. Maybe he heard that Jesus was a friend to tax collectors and sinners. Maybe he heard that Jesus healed a blind beggar as he was entering into Jericho. Maybe he heard that. Maybe he heard that Jesus was the Son of God. But whatever it was, Zacchaeus's curiosity was greater than his fears, and he wanted to see Jesus. However, there were obstacles in his way. There were obstacles in his way. There was a crowd which blocked his view. But for Zacchaeus, the crowd was not going to stop him from seeing Jesus. He doesn't worry about all the social norms, the standards and social expectations of the time, putting aside his dignity, putting aside his fears, he runs and climbs up a tree and waits we know that during those time, adult Jewish males did not run, did not climb up trees. But he puts that all aside. Now, many of us would like to know Jesus and get close to Jesus. would like to have Jesus in our hearts, in our lives. We'd like to have salvation, but we do face many obstacles In some cases, it is our fears, it might be our insecurities, sometimes it might be our pride which hold us back. But in Romans 8.23 says this, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God says the greatest obstacle from us getting closer to him is our sin. The first thing that Adam and Eve did when they sinned was to hide. They hid from themselves and from God. Why did they do that? Because they—it is recorded—because they were afraid. When their eyes were opened, they knew they had seen Fear and insecurity had come into creation. I want to ask you today: What are our obstacles? What are the sins in our life, in my life, which brings fear into my life? What is taking away the confidence and the security because of fear of punishment? God says we are all like Zacchaeus. We are all of small stature in God's eyes because we are are all lost. We are all separated from God. And no one, no one measures up to God's standard because we have all sinned. So to overcome our fears, what does humanity do? Humanity begins to believe in the lies of the world. We believe in the lies of the world to take away our fears, And the biggest lie that we can believe in when we are small is the lie that we can be big. What do I mean? Well, we think that we can in some way, somehow, overcome our fears, our insecurities, and our sins, and save ourselves, that we can save ourselves by listening to what the world has to offer Searching and seeking for something that will give us the confidence and the security in this life, here and now. This leads us to our second point, right? Hold that thought. That when fear and insecurities creep into our lives, we don't have peace. We don't have peace. And as we begin to seek peace for our lives and if we are not pursuing Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we end up pursuing something else and they become our idols. We start pursuing idols. Zacchaeus had it. We look at Zacchaeus and he had it. He was a wealthy man. He had made it. He was a success. Yet he was empty. He was lonely because he was lost. He was separated from God, and because he was separated from God, he clung on to the thing that he believed would make him big, make him feel big. Something that would give him confidence, something that would give him security. So, what did he pursue? He pursued wealth. But what did it bring him? It brought him empty lies. Rather than confidence, it brought him uncertainty, and rather than security, it brought him loneliness. And the biggest idol that we face today is the worship of self. We worship ourselves, we worship the things that we made, we worship the things that our hands have created. We pursue the created rather than the creator, even to the point of redefining our bodies in pursuit of happiness, of belonging, and of security, so that we may be confident in and of ourselves. We worship ourselves. Let's have a look at this word cloud. Thank you, Ross. There are so many words associated with insecurity. Maybe Zacchaeus went out that day seeking an answer to some of these words that we see on the screen. Fears, rejection, bullying, anxiousness, aggression, nervousness, longing, instability. It's interesting to see and note that the biggest, second biggest word there is coping. Maybe Zacchaeus was done with coping. Living in his insecurities, despised, hated, lonely and in fear. Maybe he was done with living in the empty promises of this world. Maybe he was seeking an answer to all of these as he went out on that day. Who knows? Who knows? But what we do know is that on that day, Jesus was seeking. He was seeking the lost, and he was seeking the one who was separated from God. Like God sought after Adam and Eve, after they disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, Jesus came seeking the lost. It is clear that Romans 3.11 says that the lost sinner does not seek God. A sinner do not seek God. But verse 5 of our reading says, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. Jesus came seeking. Jesus stopped and looked up. Let's just pause for a moment and think about Zacchaeus at this instant, at this time. How would Zacchaeus have felt when Jesus stopped, looked up at him, and addressed him? How would he have felt? Maybe it was something like this. Hang on, someone's noticed me. Someone has seen me. Someone wants to be with me. You know, most of his life in people's eyes, and maybe in his own eyes, he didn't exist. He did not exist. But here comes Jesus, and maybe for the first time, first time in his life, he realizes that he's been seen. That someone wants to be with him. That he exists. Says to himself, Jesus sees me. And Jesus wants to be with me. Now what does that do to a person when they know that they are seen, that they are heard, and that they are valued? Jesus came to seek the lost. He came to seek you and me. And that you and I matter to him. That we actually matter to him. Now I said we are all like Zacchaeus in sin, equally lost. Then we are also equally like Zacchaeus. When Jesus came for him, for Jesus came for you and me as well. Jesus seeks us in all our mess, He seeks us. And we might think that we are seeking Him, but remember that it was Jesus who stopped. He came to us and He says, I want to dwell with you. Now, have we been pursuing Jesus? Or have we been pursuing idols? What have, we, what have we been pursuing? You know, it is not what, but who we should be pursuing in this world, in our lives. Do we want to be delivered from our fears? Let me encourage you to press into Jesus... Let's go deeper into Jesus rather than pursuing idols. And lastly, so Zacchaeus comes down from the tree and welcomes Jesus gladly. Now, if Zacchaeus went out seeking that day, what did he find? We know that it was Jesus seeking, but if he went out that day seeking, what did he find? Well, John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Zacchaeus found love. Truly believe Zacchaeus found love. Or should I say that God our Lord, who is love, had found the lost sinner and saved him. We don't know what was said at at his house. But what we do know is that Zacchaeus was not saved because he promised to do good works. But rather, he was saved because he responded in faith to Christ's invitation. That he is a sinner who is lost and needing saviour. Jesus said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Receiving, accepting, and having trusted Jesus, Zacchaeus then gave evidence of his faith by promising to make restitution to those he had wronged over and above what he was required to do. When the perfect love entered Zacchaeus, it drove out the fears in his life. When the perfect love entered Zacchaeus, it drove out the fears in his life. It drove out the insecurities and had replaced it with a repentant heart of confidence and security in the person of Jesus Christ. But how do we know this? How do we know this? It's not written in scripture. It's not written in what we just have read. How can we be certain of this? which transformed Zacchaeus to respond in a way that he did. Scripture, it's recorded, there were people who muttered against Jesus for being with Zacchaeus. There were people who muttered against Jesus for being with Zacchaeus. And it wasn't what Jesus did, but it was actually what he didn't do that Zacchaeus was moved to repentance, that he found love and peace, which transformed him to trust in Jesus and not in his wealth. I reckon this is what he experienced. Jesus came to him, but he never left him. Did you hear that? Jesus came to him, But he never left him. Even though the social norms, even though the people outside were muttering against Jesus, Jesus stayed with the lost. Jesus stayed with Zacchaeus. Everyone else in that town despised him, hated him, did not want to be with him. He was unloved, yet Jesus comes, says, I want to dwell with you. Doesn't matter what the people are saying outside, I am staying with you and I am here for you. Jesus stayed with Zacchaeus. He didn't leave him like everybody else. He said, I must stay at your house. And he did. Family, what are our fears? What are our fears? What idols have we been pursuing? You know, as, as we've read, fear has to do with punishment, the punishment to be given out to the unrighteous. And it is fear of this punishment, the fear of this punishment that is driven out by the perfect love of Christ. Our ultimate fear, and should be, Is and should be the eternal separation from God because of our sins. But Jesus came. Jesus came. He stayed on the cross, not with us, but for us, and poured out His love to the last breath. So that when we are shaken with fear, In our fear, when we are shaking, when we press into Jesus, when we go deeper into him, the spirit of God comes. And as he dwells in us, we become unshakable. No matter what the world says, no matter what we're facing, we become unshakable. As Jesus' stayed with Zacchaeus, his promise to us, is that he will stay with us. And may that transform our lives. Do we have fears? Have we set up idols? Jesus is saying, press into me for my love, for what I've done on the cross, for you. I will come and I will dwell with you, and that will drive out your fears. So I want to invite the worship team up. And let me conclude with a quote from Dane Ortland. The book of the month is Deeper by Dane Ortland. Let me close with this. The final conclusion, the deepest secret to growing in Christ is this. Look to him. Look to him. Set your gaze upon him. Abide in him hour by hour. Draw strength from his love. He is a person, not a concept. Become personally acquainted with him ever more deeply as the years roll by. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you came to save the lost. We pray for the lost that they may be found that they would have the courage to say yes to you, to receive you as their Lord and Saviour, to surrender their fears into your hands and receive the gift of salvation. But also, help us, Lord. Help us in our struggles. Help us to press deeper into your unfailing, limitless love that we may be unshakable people no matter what we face because of the one who dwells in us we pray in the matchless name of Jesus in Jesus name we pray amen amen we hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from mount pleasant baptist church Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.